Well, as ever, it's great to be with you guys. Happy, clappy lot you are here in Wyndham, one of the most beautiful parts of the country. We had a great ride down this morning, as quick as we got here. And uh, not one container wagon, one tractor way in the distance who turned off the road before we got to it. Not one caravan. Come on! This was uh, quite an achievement, so we rejoice in the wonderful time we had getting here. Do you know Jesus? Switched on the radio. The interviewer came on. He said, I want to introduce a lady to you by the name of Pauline McNally. This lady came on, obviously senior in years. And he said, name Pauline. He said, tell me, who do you know? So this lady started with the list. Billy Connolly, Dennis Waterman, Rula Lenska, Robbie Coltrane, Simon Callow, Kenneth Branner, Peggy Ashcroft, Bill Nye, Mick Jagger, Eric Clapton, Joanna Lumley, Ian McKellen, Tom Courtney, Brian Glover, John Hurt, Natasha Richardson, Amanda Redman, Rupert Everett, Barbara Windsor. The list went on and on. So then interestingly, the interviewer said to her, well, you know all these people. Can you tell us a bit about them? See, so he wanted the goss. He wanted to know the stuff about them. She said, oh, no, I can't tell you anything about them. She said, they are my friends. She said, but I know them. And, you know, as I was in my car driving along listening to this, uh, I was reminded of a passage of Scripture, which we see in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 to 16. Then start to picture this. The Pharisees, Sadducees, they'd had a real pop at Jesus and all that was going on. There have been thousands and thousands of people experiencing the powerful work of Jesus. And Jesus pulls himself to one side. He's got his disciples there. And there from verse 13, we read this. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say I am? The disciples replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others Jeremiah and one or other of the prophets. But what about you, Jesus asked. Can I just say that again? But what about you? Who do you say I am? Can I just say that again? I like Morrison's. I've got a more card. <laughs> Who do you say I am? And alive Wyndham, I want to address this this morning. Who do you Say Jesus is. Do you know Jesus? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. So this morning, forgive me if you know many of these facts. I want to discharge into a life window this morning some facts about Jesus Christ. So often as Christians, we may have heard them, but so often they go on a shelf and we forget. These affect the dynamic opinion, the dynamic view we have of Jesus Christ in so many ways. Do you know Jesus? And there, Matthew 16, verse 15, Jesus asked Peter, who do you say I am? Peter answered, you are Messiah, the son of the living God. The 12 closest people to Jesus who'd walked with him, talked with him, ate with him, experienced life with Jesus, the very Son of God. And Jesus was asking them, who do you say I am? 
I believe for the Christian church in our nation and also around the world, afresh, we need to look at the question, who do you say I am on behalf of Jesus? And do you know Jesus? Jesus, the English transliteration of the Hebrew name Yeshua. Yeshua saves or Jehovah is salvation. Appears more than 900 times in scripture the name of Jesus. Often with the title Christ. Now in Christ is not the name of Jesus. Christ is a title. Just like Messiah. Christ and Messiah means the anointed. So when we say Jesus Christ, we are saying Jesus the anointed one. Something powerful about that, isn't there? When we talk about Messiah, we're talking about the anointed one. Throughout the Old Testament, prophesied to come. See, the word Christ is mentioned more than 500 times in Scripture. But what maybe we should be asking the question this morning, what did Jesus, the Messiah, actually title himself? What did he call himself? Got any ideas on that? Well, we find there, he, he said, I am the bread of life, the living bread. I won't quote all the scriptures. If you want my notes sometimes, you can have them. Jesus said, he's the bread of life, the living bread. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Jesus said, I am the son of God. Jesus himself said, I am the son of man. And also Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Those are amazing statements. If you could just put those together, line after line, and wake up in the morning and read those out, I'm sure they would set every one of us up for the day. It's a realization of who Jesus is. God as man. Emmanuel, God with us. I remember being on a railway station at Preston. I was leaving to go off to university. Two suitcases, one full of food and the other one full of clothes. Full of food had been packed by my mother. She wanted to make sure I would survive at least a few days. But standing on that station at Preston, my mum gave me a kiss and a hug, tears flowing down her eyes, as every good mother should do. But my dad looked me in the eye, put his hand on my shoulders and said this, Remember, Mark, Wherever you go, Jesus is with you. It was a profound statement that I've never wanted to escape from. In the good days, the realization that Jesus is with me. In the rough days that I never want to live again, the fact that Jesus is with me. Do you know Jesus this morning? What is your Christian life like is it existing for maybe 15 18 hours a day depends upon your sleep pattern and then maybe just popping a prayer up the average christian in our nation spends 10 minutes in prayer a week i'm sure you spend a lot time more time than that in Wyndham. but chatting with god who do we know who do we know that we talk to more than we talk with jesus over the last five and a half years of my life coming on six I'm, expect, I'm experiencing a level in my faith of fellowship with the Holy Spirit that is not containable 
My son was at our home last night having a coffee. Straight out of the blue, he said, hey, Dad. He said, is it still on the go with the Holy Spirit? I said, yeah, it is, mate. He said, tell me what's happened today so I could share with him what was happening on the day. But if every one of us this morning, do we know Jesus? Because I'm convinced of this. If we're in a place where we really know Jesus, where we accept Jesus for who he is, our daily lives will be all the different. What foods did Jesus eat? Thought about that? If you were inviting Jesus around for a nosh this Sunday lunchtime, what would you give him? You could give him lamb, quoted in scripture. You could give him fish. Give him bread. Eggs. That was one for me when I found that out. Eggs, okay for Jesus. Butter, honey, broiled fish, barbecued fish, honeycomb. The diet of Jesus was varied. Jesus was not a vegan. He ate everything that was available. Did Jesus have practical skills? <clears throat> what occupation was Jesus? We all say carpenter, don't we? Mm, very interesting. If you look at the actual translation of, of the Greek translation of the occupation of Jesus, he was a tecton. A tecton. Yes, he was a carpenter. He'd grown up in a carpentry environment. But when you look into that, scholars teach us that, in fact, Jesus could do many things. Isn't that a great picture of Jesus? God can do anything he wants, anytime. So by being addressed as a tecton, that means an ability. Jesus could build walls, build tables, make doors, nice furniture. But Jesus could turn his hand to anything. When is Jesus' birthday? We all say December 25th, don't we? Well, in fact, that's the day we celebrate. But the actual date could be what we class early in, in our new year. What about Jesus' family? Do you know Jesus? He had several half-brothers and sisters. Some named James and Joseph and Simon. In fact, James, the brother, half-brother of Jesus, became the leader of the church in Jerusalem. What about Jesus and his relationship with John the Baptist? John the Baptist was Jesus' second cousin. That's interesting, isn't it? Just imagine being in a river and your second cousin walks along and stands at the side, ready to be baptized. This was no ordinary second cousin. This was Jesus, the promised Messiah. These are details that so often we can miss. But the details that mean so much because it's a revelation of who Jesus is. His existence as he walked on this planet we call earth. Was Jesus emotional? Yes, he was. We read there some of the portrayals of Jesus. He, he, he got angry. He overthrew tables and money changers. All their money went everywhere in the temple. Jesus was moved to tears at the news of Lazarus' death. The Bible says many times that Jesus was moved with compassion. What a beautiful word, compassion. That means 
feeling deep within. It means sensing and feeling a need and wanting to do everything you can to sort it out, to help, to rectify. This is the Jesus I love. This is the Jesus I serve. Jesus who's interested in me preaching from a pulpit on a Sunday morning is the self-same Jesus who's with me on a Thursday night changing a tire on my car. This is the dynamic that we can miss out on, folks, within the church. We can sort of have this super image, and we mustn't lose that of Jesus. But the fact about it is Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Politics can come and go. Our workplace can change. But Jesus never changes. Do you know Jesus this morning? A key word relating to Jesus for those he met is relationship, friendship, connection, rapport. There was something exciting about being in the presence of Jesus. That's why so many thousands of people were there to follow him. Yes, there'll be those who were there because they wanted to blind see and they wanted to see the deaf ear, they wanted to see the lame walk. Of course, wouldn't we all want to see that? But there were also those with, with needs, those who may be a lady bleeding for over 12 years and nobody could help her. Thrown away, cast away, pushed away from Jesus, yet so determined she got on her hands and knees and crawled just to touch the hem. Of the garments of, oh, I feel the anointed off my, of, of Jesus. And it happened. She was made whole. In my life, I'm challenged. How, how determined am I to be close to Jesus? You see, Jesus is there all the time, but it's my decision how close I am to Jesus. I'm guilty of of pushing Jesus away in my life too often in life. And I've learned by my mistakes what a cock-up I've done at those times in my life. Where Jesus is, he makes a difference. Where Jesus is, there's his love. Where Jesus is, there's his concern. Where Jesus is, the miraculous take place. Do you know Jesus? According to the Gospel of Mark, Jesus' statement was this, recorded in verse 45. I have come to die. I have come to die. Jesus came to give his life for the likes of me so that I could have the assurance of one day finding myself in heaven. Jesus came to to make a difference. This this, this lady, Pauline, she knew all these famous people intimately. She was family friend and all these sort of things. And the thing about it is she respected that, but she knew them and they knew her. How well do we know Jesus today? There's a lovely story 
which relates to Sir Christopher Wren, who submitted a plan to reconstruct St. Paul's Cathedral after it had burnt down in 1666. This guy submitted the plan, who was given a job, and in fact, 51 other churches in London were designed by Sir Christopher Wren. But one day, you try and imagine this. Hundreds, possibly thousands of men working on this massive building site of St. Paul's Cathedral. And Sir Christopher Wren, he wasn't Sir Christopher then, he was Christopher Wren, decided he'd go and have a look at the building site. This was the guy who designed everything. So he walks onto this building site. No doubt 99.9% of people didn't know who, who he was. And he saw men working. So he went up to the first man and he said, uh, excuse me, he said, what, what are you doing? So this man in the rough and ready East End style said, I'm, I'm, I'm just cutting stone. So he said, oh, right, that's good. So then he went to the next man and he said, what, 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 what are you doing? He said, he said, uh, I'm doing this so I can earn three shillings a week. And then he saw another man and he went to this man and he said, excuse me, he said, what, what are you doing? Quote, oh, sir, I am helping Christopher Wren build this great cathedral. There's a difference, isn't there? Do you know it is possible that we can be like that with Jesus? In my life, it could be so easy for me to take Jesus for granted. Oh, yeah, I'm just doing this. Then maybe I could say, well, you know, three shillings a week. That's what you get for doing that. Or I can consider myself being part of the great plan of God for this planet. Serving Jesus, serving people. Seeing people finding faith in Jesus so that one day they will populate heaven with me. Do we know Jesus? If I was to take you now into St. Paul's Cathedral, uh, my Latin's gone very stale over the years. But anyway, uh, ar- around, around the tomb of Sir Christopher Wren, uh, we would read this, Lecter C. Monumentum Requiris Circumspice. Got any ideas what that means? It means this. Reader, if you seek his memorial, look around you. Is that awesome? Can I say, if you want a perspective and a viewpoint of Jesus, why don't we start to look around us? And maybe then we will sense more of what the heart of Jesus is for mankind. Paul, come and give me some dulcet chords, will you? This is a morning of of making statements. And I've asked Paul if he'll come and play some dulcet chords because I want to make some declarations. All in Scripture but I'm not going to quote the scriptures. And I want to declare words about Jesus. You may want to close your eyes because I'm praying that that these 50 little phrases will find a resting place in my heart afresh this day, in our our heart afresh. 
A fresh realization of who Jesus is, what he can do, what he wants to do. And you know, it's quite bizarre. Jesus wants to do things, but Mark Hutton has got to allow him. Each of us have got to be in a place where we allow Jesus to have his way. Jesus was never created. Jesus has never changed. Jesus is God. Jesus is creator of everything. Jesus is all-powerful. Jesus is all-knowing. Jesus is ever-present. Jesus is holy. Jesus is righteous. Jesus is just. Jesus had and has no deceit. Jesus is sinless. Jesus is spotless. No blemishes are on his character. Jesus is innocent. Jesus is gentle. He is merciful. He is forgiving. Jesus has the respect and also the fear of demons. Jesus receives worship by men. Jesus receives worship by angels. Jesus received worship by disciples. Jesus receives worship in heaven. Jesus will receive worship from everyone. Jesus was human. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Jesus took on man's nature. Jesus humbled himself. Jesus was subject to human emotions. Jesus' body was raised from the dead. Jesus' blood brings reconciliation with God. Jesus' blood brings redemption for mankind. Jesus' blood allows man to be justified before God. Jesus' blood sanctifies man. Jesus' blood brings spiritual victory. Jesus' blood brings eternal life. Jesus came to save sinners. Jesus will bring in everlasting righteousness. Jesus destroyed the works of Satan. Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament. Jesus gives life now. Jesus is our advocate. Jesus gives eternal life. Jesus is eternal life. Jesus sends the Holy Spirit to us. Jesus will take his people to heaven. Jesus will return. Jesus will return to earth in power and glory. Jesus completes the revelation of God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Do you know Jesus this morning? A prayer will come up on the screen. I'd like to share it all together. I I want to give the opportunity, if you don't know Jesus this morning to find your faith in Jesus that will make all the difference to life. How can I be so cocky in making such a statement of life? It's because Jesus has made all the difference to my life. And I want everybody to have that relationship with Jesus that I know. Nothing compares with it. And so on the screen we've got these words. Can we just Share this all together. And then at the end, I'm going to ask us to close our eyes and bow our heads. And if there's anybody in this venue this morning that says, Mark, that's the first time that I've ever said that. 
I want to know Jesus in the way you're talking about. I, I, I want to accept him into my life. Then uh, that will be the opportunity for you just to show that. And then we can chat at the end of the service. So here we go. Let's say this together. Thank you, God, for loving me before I ever love you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that I can get connected to you right now because you are alive today. I admit that I have lived my life without you and have messed up. I ask for your total forgiveness and I commit myself to you. Help me to submit my life to your teaching and direction from now on. I receive you into my life and ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Can we just respectfully just close our eyes? Is there anybody in this venue this morning who said, Mark, I've said that prayer, I mean it. I've accepted Jesus in my life. If that's you, can you just put your hand up straight now? Then I'll chat to you at the end of the service. Thank you. So if you're anything like me, the challenge has come. I will never leave you or forsake you. Do you know Jesus? Will you follow Jesus? I've made 50 statements there about Jesus. Quite incredible. But can we begin to imagine this morning, if we walked out into each new day, in the full and certain knowledge and assurance that Jesus is with us, with us what would life be like? Where Jesus is, a difference is made. In our workplace, we can be carriers of peace because Jesus is there. We can be carriers of encouragement. We can be carriers of inspiration because Jesus is there. In our neighborhood, we can be carriers of comfort, carriers of friendship, looking out for the lonely and saying hello, giving the cups of tea and the fruit scones with or without jam. We can be in the place in our shops that where we are without saying anything, our very presence makes a difference. Do you know Jesus? And the challenge comes to us today. Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, there to enrich our days, there to give us purpose. He's given us hope. What a difference Jesus made. So I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank God for you. And may this week be the best week you've ever lived in your lives. Speaking faith, good health into your bodies. The provision of God to be released into your lives. To be men and women of peace, carrying the peace of God and sharing it with others. Go and be the life changers. Go and be the history makers. Wherever Jesus is, the impossible is possible. The unexpected can take place. 
then lives can be blessed and enriched. Go and make a difference in life. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.